Hello, Community Health Center Advocates. This is Marie McCauley, and welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. It's June 16, 2021, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. The Community Health Center movement has been committed to listening to the stories of medically underserved communities since our founding. During Pride Month, the NAC blog shares reflections from guest blogger and CHC leader Jim Luisi and innovations to ensure medically and culturally competent care for our LGBTQIA neighbors. This month, as every month, we hope we will all become more conscious of the ways we need to change so that we can truly reflect the goals of our movement's founders. Now, let's get into the latest Community Health Center policy and advocacy news. This week on the Hill, a bipartisan group of lawmakers are looking to make an infrastructure deal. After negotiations between the White House and lead Republican negotiator Senator Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia broke down last week, a bipartisan group of 10 lawmakers proposed a nearly $1 trillion package, primarily focused on traditional infrastructure. The details of this package and how Congress would pay for it remains unclear. Congressional Democrats continue to consider reconciliation to seek a larger funding package with more progressive pay-fors. However, it is unclear if the partisan infrastructure package would receive 51 votes in the Senate. Advocacy is vital to push lawmakers to include community health center capital funding in whatever infrastructure proposal moves forward. As a reminder, please join NAC on Wednesday, June 30th for a National Day of Action focused on infrastructure. In the administration this week, HRSA posted the EpiPen Insulin Final Rule Recession Proposal for Public Inspection on the Federal Register website. The actual proposed rule to do away with the requirement will be published today, June 16th, with a 30-day public comment period. The Biden administration rescinding the final rule is a step in the right direction by recognizing that this rule would not increase access for patients but would place an immense burden on the health center program. NAC will provide template comments within the next few weeks. Additionally, HHS updated the Provider Relief Fund spending and reporting guidance. On Friday, June 11th, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services released additional guidance for the Provider Relief Fund recipients through its latest post-payment notice of reporting requirements. In the notice, the department states the following. HHS has indicated that providers that received funds between April 10, 2020 and June 30, 2020 are expected to spend funds by June 30, 2021. This provision applies to almost all health centers because of when funds were initially received. Please note that all reporting deadlines for funds in this period has now been extended from July 31st to September 30th, 2021. Providers that received funding after June 30th, 2020 had their deadlines to expand funds extended based on when they were received. Please be sure to review the HHS Notice of Reporting Requirements linked in your Washington update for complete details to determine your health center's respective spending and reporting deadlines. Also, on June 9, 2021, HRSA updated its guidance on the American Rescue Plan funding for health centers under the H8F category, funding to prevent, mitigate, and respond to COVID-19 and enhance health center services and infrastructure. Please visit the link in your Washington update to understand the latest regarding allowed and unallowed activities. Health centers should also be aware of the following provisions. Health centers may use non-grant funds or leverage partnerships with or donations from other community organizations or businesses to offer small rewards to individuals as an incentive for receiving COVID-19 vaccines. Health centers may use H8F funds to provide incentive items. Written health center policies or procedures must support the use of such funds for incentive costs. H8F funds may not be used for cash gift cards, food, or other costs prohibited under 45 CFR 75, the Uniform Administration Requirements, Cost Principles, and Audit Requirements for HHS awards, 
or other federal regulations. H8F funds may be used to provide childcare for parents while being vaccinated by the health center. However, note that this activity differs from daycare, which would fall outside the health center program scope of the project. For specific questions regarding anything happening in the administration, please reach out to the NAC Regulatory Affairs team at regulatoryaffairs at NAC.org. There have also been a lot of exciting updates happening in health centers this week. As a part of the White House's National Month of Action to vaccinate as many people as possible before July 4th, NAC is teaming up with DoorDash, which is donating $2 million in gift cards to health centers to use as incentives, and Direct Relief, which is offered to distribute the cards. Click the link in your Washington update to learn how your health center can participate in this incentive program. Also, the International Community Health Services, or ICHS, held a pop-up COVID-19 vaccination clinic at the Viet Hoa Asian Food Market. ICHS has been hosting community pop-up vaccine clinics with community partners since March as a part of their ongoing effort to distribute the vaccine equitably. Remember, innovations promote equity and earn press. Always tag your elected officials on social media when sharing your innovations online. Lastly, the 24-hour Vaxathon held by the Community Healthcare Center allowed shift workers to get a shot at 3.30 a.m. Quote, we had one gentleman come in that had no other time in his day because of the shift work he does to be able to get a vaccine, end quote. Community Healthcare Center Executive Assistant Tanja Robinson said. So he was thrilled that he was able to do that. Awesome work, Community Healthcare Center and ICHS. This week, the NAC research team also has an urgent need for health center CEOs to respond to a telehealth survey. We appreciate your response to this brief five-minute survey that will greatly assist us in demonstrating the vital impact of audio-only telehealth has had on patient outcomes during the public health emergency. If you did not receive the email with the participation link or have any questions, please contact Sarah Baser at sbaser at NAC.org. Finally, here are some past and upcoming learning opportunities. Last week, we were honored to co-host a webinar with the Congressional Management Foundation that shared the best practices on crafting a compelling story. You can review the webinar recording in the link in your Washington update and also find the mentioned storytelling tool. Please feel free to share this recording far and wide with your board members, staff, and patients. Also, join the Congressional Management Foundation, Advocacy Associates, and the Advocacy Association on Wednesday, June 23rd for a webinar entitled Virtual Hill Days, What Works, What Doesn't, and What's Next? Putting together a virtual event takes more than just having your advocates pick up a phone instead of their shoes. This free mini workshop is designed to help you take full advantage of the best and avoid the worst of what virtual Hill Days have to offer. Our association, private sector, and Capitol Hill panelists will provide insights into the best practices, current trends, and tactics you'll need to execute influential events for the remainder of 2021 and beyond. You can find the link to register in your Washington update. Now for our listeners, some quick reminders. Please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. For further support, please email us at grassrootsatnac.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HC Advocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll be back next week. 